Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruh Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أيها المسلمون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى أو مسلمون Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keep your taqwa or your <coughs> mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, we've reached the end of the month of Ramadan and we reach this month or the end of this month with both a feeling of sadness as well as a feeling of joy and appreciation unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Rajab al-Hambali rahimahullah he mentioned that what person would not bid this month with tears and would not bid this month farewell with sadness as it is the greatest month of the year and it's the month that brings out the best of us walhamdulillah but at the same time we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has bestowed another Ramadan upon us that he has allowed us to reach the end of Ramadan that he has allowed us to reap the benefits of the last 10 nights of Ramadan and he's allowed us to seek out the greatest night of the year Laylatul Qadr May Allah Azza wa Jal make us of those who have achieved this night and has achieved his forgiveness and who has reached the levels of taqwa that we sought to reach Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen Allah Azza wa Jal he says قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا that say to them in Bifadlillah, the graces of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let them rejoice. So it's a time where inshallah we reach Eid and we will rejoice because we've reached a day of happiness based on our worship. We are happy because we've, we were allowed to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because we increased and because we strove, and because we cut out our sins and bad habits, this is why we celebrate the day of Eid. And this is why we celebrate this favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We reflect over this month, ayyuhal muslimun, and we draw some major benefits from this month. And we learn that Ramadan is one month out of the year. Ramadan is one month out of the 12 months of our calendar. 
And from this we learn that Ramadan is not sent as the end all. But rather Ramadan has been sent as a boost. As a way to take us out of our ghafla. As a way to remove us out of our sins and habits that have been developed over the years. Or developed over the last year at least. And to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To rejuvenate our iman. To refresh our taqwa. To reintroduce the Quran into our lives. To reconnect with Allah's words. And this is the purpose of Ramadan. And that we reach the level of taqwa that will bring us to the next Ramadan insha'Allah. So we've learned that Ramadan is only one month. But we are Muslims for 12 months. And we are worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day of the year. And Allah says, continue worshipping your Lord alone until death comes to you. Until that certainty comes to you. And this is what is required of us. This is why we've been created. As Allah says, I did not create the jinn nor mankind except that they worship me alone. Ramadan is but a favor. It's but a blessing that inshallah we've taken hold of. But it means that we're going to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the year. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, in Surah Al-Hashr, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsun ma qaddamat lighad wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amalun. He says, O oh, you who believe, O oh, Muslims, O oh, believers, O oh, people of Iman, <coughs> fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have the taqwa and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at what you've prepared for tomorrow. Look at what you have put forth for tomorrow. <coughs> what have we put forth for our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What have we prepared for our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And here we can look at our Ramadan. Have we done enough? Are we pleased with the amount of worship that we've done? Are we pleased with what we've managed to achieve in this month or not? Well, Tanzur Allah says, look. Analyze your situation. And we know the famous statement of Umar ibn al-Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen radiallahu anhu, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasabu. Take yourself into account before you will be taken account of. It's the perfect moment for us to analyze ourselves, to look at our sins, and to ask ourselves about all of our bad habits. How much of them have we given up? How much of them have we turned away from? How much have we changed in this blessed month of Ramadan? If we are not going to analyze and do ihtisab of ourselves and take our account in this month, right at the end of the month, then really when will we take account? When will we ponder and reflect of our situation? Where will we ask, when will we ask ourselves this question, where are you going? So many of the pious predecessors, they would say and they would encourage and advise 
that people should have a moment of khalwa where you sit by yourself without the distraction of your family, your children, without your spouse, without your work, without any other distraction. Have a moment, sit in your room, sit in the masjid after salah, sit somewhere quietly and think about your situation and think about your deeds and weigh your deeds. Think about your bad deeds, think about your habits and analyze your situation. This is what the predecessors would advise with. Because many a times we overlook this and we just keep going and we stay in a state of ghafla, of heedlessness. And this is why we cannot really give up our sins. Wallahu musta'an. Today we have the perfect opportunity. We have the final day of Ramadan, inshallah. And we have the, the day of Jumu'ah. And at the end of the day, the end of the day of fasting is the best time. Just before iftar, when you're feeling really weak and tired, and you turn to Allah and you make dua. This is combined with the end of the day of Jumu'ah, which is the best time. Sa'atul istijabah, with the hour wherein Allah answers our duas. We have this moment, inshaAllah, before Maghrib, between Asr and Maghrib, to really try and increase in worship. Increase in dua, increase in contemplation, and you make your end your best. Do not end the month feeling it's Eid, it's over, khalas. People in Makkah already had Eid, our month is basically over, and we carry on. We have the final moments, make sure we use it. We should make sure we use it in the obedience of Allah. We should make sure we use it to maximize benefit. To reap the rewards of Ramadan. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Another major benefit that we've learned from Ramadan that really should, we should carry this throughout the year is that we are more than able. As weak as we know we are, as weak as we are when we compare ourselves to the ulama and we compare ourselves to the righteous predecessors and the great worshippers of Al-Islam that we read about in the books. Ramadan has taught us that we too are able. That we are able to read the Quran every single day. That we are able to make a khatam every single month. That we are able to fast for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are able to make the night prayers every single night. We are able to come to the masjid every single day. We are able to give sadaqah and take out from what we have and give to others and work hard to assist each other in righteousness, in goodness, in khair. And this is the great madrasa of Ramadan. The school of Ramadan teaches us that we are so able that we are not deprived of being able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, what deprives us is our sins. And what deprives us is our lack of raghbah. That we don't actually have a goal. We don't actually have this high aspiration. Ulubul himma to actually worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The month of Ramadan teaches us this powerful lesson. That each and every one of us 
we are able. If you can do it in Ramadan, then we should be able to do it outside of Ramadan. Even if it's less than the month of Ramadan. But this is not the problem. Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he taught us in a hadith that the most beloved deeds to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is adwamuhu wa imqallah. Are those deeds that are the most consistent, even if they are few. Even if they are not a large amount. You're not reading the whole juz in one go. You're not reading two ajaza a day, or three ajaza a day, or four ajaza a day. But as long as you're reading the Quran every single day, this is what Allah loves. You are not fasting every single day like Ramadan. But you keep up the habit of the sunnah fasts. For example, a Monday and a Thursday. For example, three days of the month. This is what Allah loves. And Allah is not instructing us to do things every si- and overexert ourselves. That if we can make taraweeh, and we can stand in the night prayer every night for one hour, and listen to one whole juice of the Quran being recited, what will two raka'at take from our time and our energy? When we read anything of the book of Allah, Five minutes, Qiyamul Layl. Five minutes before you sleep. Never mind tahajjud when you wake up sometime before Fajr. Before you sleep. Before you sleep, make salah. Five minutes, ten minutes. Qiyam. Surely we are able to do this. Surely we are not incapable of this. And this should not be something difficult for us. So what is required, ayyuhal muslimun, is that at the end of Ramadan, we need to make a sincere, sincere, firm intention that I'm going to maintain the khayr that I started in Ramadan. That I'm going to maintain the qiraatul of the Quran every single day. That I will maintain coming to the masajid. I will maintain trying to fast nawafil, voluntary fast. I will maintain giving my sadaqat. I will maintain staying away from sin. Fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Striving for his taqwa. Striving for khashyah. Being in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being shy in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This should be the intention that we make. Especially now in the last few moments of the month. Now is the time to formulate this intention and have a goal, bi'ithnillah, that this is what we are going to do for the rest of the year. This is of utmost importance. As the scholars of Islam, they said, a sign that our ibadat are accepted is that it, it maintains, or that it, is that it will be maintained. That worship doesn't just come to a stop when the season of worship comes to a stop. So Ramadan, the season of Ramadan is over. That fasting, that fearing Allah, that night prayers, the reading of the Quran. If that just comes to a stop, an abrupt stop, it never happens again. Then we should seriously question our qabul with Allah. Our acceptance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the scholars said the same thing about hajj. 
How do we know our Hajj was accepted or not? A guy goes for Hajj, he's come back. And we have a, you know, congratulations. We say to him, Hajj Mabrur, Mabur, inshallah. The sign that the Hajj was accepted was that he came back and he changed himself. He came back a better person, a better Muslim, a person who fears Allah and he maintains that righteousness and khair and goodness that he learned from Hajj. And the same applies to our Ramadan. So to maintain Ramadan is part of the acceptance of Ramadan. It's part of the acceptance of our Ramadan. And the righteous Imams of the past would make dua for six months after Ramadan. Oh Allah, accept our Ramadan. Oh Allah, accept our Ramadan. Oh Allah, accept our Ramadan. So in these moments, our nasiha to ourselves first and foremost is make this firm niyyah to maintain the goodness that we did in Ramadan. And secondly, make the most of the end. Strive until, you know, that moon is sighted. Because the end is always the best. And don't miss out on the valuable last moments of Ramadan. Bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, aqoolu hadha al-qawl, wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum, wa li walidayya wa li walidikum, wa li sa'ir al-muslimina min kudi dhamb. Fastaghfiruh, innahu huwa al-ghafuru al-rahim. الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعظيما لشأنه وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أيها المسلمون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى فتقوى الله منار الهدى والإعراض عنها سبيل الشقاء ta'ala, we are going into the day of Al-Eid and from the Sunan or the recommended deeds related to the day of Eid is the Takbir that when the sun sets on the last day of Ramadan then the Takbir becomes legislated and the Takbir remains legislated until the Eid Salah begins until the Imam comes for the Eid Salah so the men should raise their voices from the night of Eid, meaning the night before Eid starts, until the Eid Salah begins. And this applies to Eid al-Fitr only. The rulings of Eid al-Adha is different with regards to the Takbir. The men should raise their voices, glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and singing His praises by saying, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illa Allahu, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. And this is also legislated for the woman to also recite the takbir as often as, and as much as they can, but without raising their voices too loudly. The Sahaba would go out into the streets, into the marketplaces, into their homes, into the masajid, and they would be reciting the takbir audibly or at least slightly loudly until the time was legislated or during the time that it was legislated. Secondly, before we go for eat salah we should try and eat something the sunnah is that we eat something on the morning of Eid al-fitr specifically some dates the prophet sallallahu would eat an odd number of dates before he went for the eat salah and this is like a sign to show that we are not fasting 
It's a day of eating, it's a day of happiness and celebration. So it's a day we eat and then we leave as opposed to the previous month where we would not eat um, after Fajr. Thirdly, we wear our best clothing. For the men, we try and wear our best garments on the day of Eid. As for our women, then they too can adorn themselves in that which is legislated for them. They can wear uh, libas or clothing that covers the awrah, clothing that does not make them stand out too much and make sure that they go out looking decent as the Prophet said. And this means not too flashy or too fancy such that it attracts every man's attention. So that when they walk, every man looks and he wants to see what she is wearing. This is not permissible for them. It's also not permissible for the woman to go out wearing perfume as this is a major sin as it comes in many ahadith that this is forbidden for the females as well as wearing makeup because this is part of adorning themselves in a manner that's not legislated for them. Many of the scholars also recommended doing a ghusl before going for the Eid prayer. This was narrated from many of our righteous predecessors as a form of venerating the Eid Salah. The Eid Salah itself, according to Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, is a fard kifaya. It is a fard kifaya, and of course, the reward of it is great. Our zakatul fitr is also due by the time the Imam comes with the Salah. And so make sure you pay your Eid al-Fitr, or sorry, your Zakat al-Fitr, today. Make sure it is paid today by those who are still accepting Eid al-Fitr. It is also legislated that we go out with one route and we come back with a different route. This is what the Prophet would also do and you would go out walking if this is possible. Another sunnah of Eid is that we offer congratulations. That we say and we make dua for each other. When we greet each other, we say, Taqabbal Allahu minna wa minkum. Which means, may Allah accept from us and from you. Taqabbal Allahu minna wa minkum. Eid Mubarak, and these things are all obviously permissible as well. Walhamdulillah. When the Sahaba would greet, they would do this. They would come and they would say, Taqabbal minna wa mink, or Taqabbal Allahu minna wa minkum. May Allah accept from us and from you. So this is also legislated on the day of Al-Eid. Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah was a great imam and a scholar of hadith. It is said that when he went out on the day of Eid, he said to his students, let the first thing we do on this day is that we lower our gaze. The first thing that we do on this day is that we lower our gazes. Because it's a day when people dress up and it's a day where there is fitna. So we should fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this day. It's a day of happiness and celebration for the good that just went by. So the worst thing we can do on the day of Eid is make it a day of sin. Where we interact in a haram manner with those who are not mahram to us. Shaking hands, kissing them on their cheeks, hugging them for greetings. This is haram. And we will be wasting our rewards of Eid. So let us remember this and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this day. May Allah Azza wa Jal accept all of our worship. May Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to make the last of Ramadan our best and that we maintain the goodness of this month. 
هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على بشير النذير محمد بن عبد الله كما أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأذل البدع والمبتدعين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقيموا الصلاة